So what do we have? Permanent booster shots, maybe more lockdowns in our future. Hey, and don't forget the magic mask. I often myself wear two masks. Oh, ho, ho. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So I get an email last night from, from one of the listeners to this radio program. And this individual wanted me to know, said, maybe it's time you take a victory lap. And, and I, I kind of knew what he meant. The news yesterday broke. It was on all the mainstream outlets and even the more conservative ones like like Newsmax and maybe Fox, if it's still considered conservative, about some documents that were found, about 900 pages of documents under a freedom of information request. And it pretty much backed up every claim we have made on this program for almost two months. Going back into July, back in July, we were talking about this this very unusual alliance between Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Barrick, Ralph Barrick at uh, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance. And we made the claim and I started using the term that um, essentially, if you really try to look at who Dr. Fauci is, in my opinion, he is definitely the father of the virus. And regardless of what he tries to tell you or tries to hide from you, he is truly the wizard of COVID. Do you presume to criticize the great odds, you ungrateful know, I find it hard to believe we've had to endure Dr. Anthony Fauci for a year and a half, a full year and a half of this long-term bureaucratic government employee who thinks he can do anything he wants when he wants to do it, say anything he wants whenever he wants to say it, and he never has to face any consequence for any of his Actions. I've observed carefully, as many of you have, 18 months of changing narratives, moving goalposts, and not being sure about anything except wear a mask, social distance, stay home, and get the vaccine. Well, get more vaccine. Get a booster shot. Maybe every five months. Maybe two or three times a year. When does this nonsense end? And my problem with Dr. Fauci is he is complicit and he is a liar. I don't care how you cut it, when you are trying to hide the truth of the things you have been directly involved in, the things you have done, in front of the United States Congress and in particular the United States Senate, how you get to keep your job is beyond me. Like I said, one of my listeners said, take a victory lap. Well, I really don't need to. 
the information has always been out there for anybody that had the guts to go looking. It wasn't hard to find. And you could see it in their own words. Now, in the case of a Senate hearing, and I want to remind you of what was said just a couple of months ago, because it is germane to the topic today. See, a lot of folks like myself felt that when he spoke before the United States Senate and was asked some specific questions about gain-of-function research by Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, the answer had a, shall we say, weasel quality to it. And he was angry. How dare you question the great and powerful Fauci, the wizard of covid the father of the virus. How dare you challenge me? Nobody in government has ever challenged me before because I'm the highest paid government employee in the United States. How dare I make more than the president? How dare you challenge me? And the more you dig into this man's past and his personality and his connections, one of my good friends had an email that he sent me and uh, pointed me to some writings that he had done, good friend in Texas, reminding us all that the root of all evil is the love of money. And Fauci, well, his agency and the way he goes through money, they loved it a lot. And so remember this great lie that Anthony Fauci said. And so far, you know, he's getting away with it, and I pray not for much longer. But listen to what he had to say Back in July. Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is... It's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. The Green has spoken! And, and there has been one of the greatest problems with, with Dr. Fauci. He says a lot of things and changes his mind frequently, makes mandates that you and I are supposed to be following, though he doesn't always follow his own mandates himself. It doesn't matter to him if you own a small family restaurant and you've gone out of business because he still gets his paycheck all 400 and some odd thousand dollars annually plus all the benefits and retirement and i have to wonder why in his 80s is he still working for the united states government i find that troubling as well he seems to pop up from time to time all the way back to the aids crisis and a lot of things are coming out about how he politicized that event there's there's no doubt in my mind that he worked diligently with the power of his office to unseat the president of the united states dr fauci probably as far as i am concerned has blood on his hands I am convinced of that. The more we have dug in over the past 
since we started this show a year ago. The more you dig in, the more things point to Dr. Fauci. This is Bob Bierman talking here. This is just my personal opinion from the evidence that I have seen so far. The only conclusion I can draw is the man committed crimes. He should be arrested and tried as such. Period. He lied about gain-of-function research being done. Oh, the NA, we never do it. We don't do it. But, but he gives money. We see $3.1 million here, about $600,000 there. And, and this money is winding up funding what had become illegal in the United States. Now, the correct term is gain of threat. Gain of threat. And it became a nicer word, so it didn't sound as mean or evil, to call it gain of function. I mean, what does that mean to the layperson? Oh, gain of function. Well, so what? What what is gain of function? The word gain of threat would have meaning to most people. There is a threat to my life, my body, and my health. My family, our society. If you look back, Eco Health Alliance, Peter Daszak, man, he went overboard last year. When, when somebody first mentioned, hey, you know, Wuhan, China, isn't that the place where they have the level four vi- virology lab? Isn't that a strange coincidence? And immediately, and we've seen the emails now, they go into damage control mode. It's got to be from a bat at a wet market. You know, bat soup, bat stew, I don't know. But somehow, an infected bat with a coronavirus jumped to a human being in a meat market. Not too far from a virology lab in Wuhan, China. Of course, it could never escape from the virology lab, so we were told. And over time, very quickly, between March, April, and May of last year, the narrative of the idea to even think, to even state, to even say, if you posted on Twitter, this virus may have come from a lab in Wuhan, Twitter would suspend your account until you remove the tweet. It was verboten. It was forbidden. It was, it was not the right thing to say. The politics were already in. Can't. Can't accuse China. Wasn't their government that did it. It wasn't their lab. It was a thorough, just fluke thing that some infected bat had been taken to a market hundreds and hundreds of miles away to be consumed by some poor Chinese family. And they contracted the virus and the rest is history. That's how, that's the narrative you and I were led or supposed to believe. Emails finally came out, lots of them. I don't think that Dr. Fauci ever had a clue because nobody's ever paid attention to him before. And I'm going to tell you from my brief time working in government by comparison to a Dr. Fauci, I learned early on, even at a county level, anything you do on county email can become public record pretty easy there are limited exceptions and redactions 
But in essence, your email becomes a public record accessible to people with a freedom of information request. But see, I don't think Dr. Fauci ever cared about that because he believed he was untouchable. He was above the fray. He was so far beyond mere mortal men in his assessments. And the little man gets behind the podium, and sometimes I wonder if he's standing on like an egg crate or something, you know, a milk crate to get to the microphone. And he starts making pronouncements on all the things we need to do. We need a social distance. We need to keep six feet apart. We don't need to wear a face mask. We do need to wear a face mask. Let's wear three or four face masks. Let's all stay home and stop working. Let's just have money sent from the government. Shop on Amazon. I mean, it just, it never ends. And 18 months later, where are we? Now, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Where are we now? He is still touted as our savior of the, you know, from the virus. He's going to, you know, give himself to, to cure us of this virus. And if we just listen to every wise word that Fauci has ever said, we could be over this thing by next year or the year after. Who? Yeah, I go back to last year. Now, if you listen to this program, you know my opinion of the vaccines. I do not trust them. Not because of the politicians involved with Operation Warp Speed. I just don't trust Pfizer. My friend who sent one of my emails that I read this morning reminds us of the scripture, the love of money is the root of all evil, the love of money that Pfizer has to think. And they probably knew this. It's it's beginning to come out. Remember when we first heard, number one, that there was supposedly a vaccine in record time. That word came out after the election in November. Obviously, Pfizer, obviously, Moderna, Obviously, Johnson and Johnson, all of them wanted to make sure that Trump did not win election because they knew they could, you know, be good power brokers with Democrats. And so they did their part to manipulate the election, which I think, frankly, is illegal. If they if they had the information before the election, why did they suppress it? that they were ready to go to trials with these and ready to to start injecting people in literally the end of December. Now, I'm not talking about the merits of the vaccine right now. I'm talking about the narrative of the vaccine. And all we ever heard, now remember, the same people that are demanding you get the vaccine, it wasn't that long ago, if you recall. But if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump. So 54% of New Yorkers say they wouldn't take it. So the first question is, the vaccine safe? Uh, Frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. So there you have some very recognizable voices. Kamala Harris. Ooh, I could never trust a vaccine that was invented by Donald Trump and and then Joe Biden, pretty much the same thing. And then the governor that everybody touted as doing it all correctly for the coronavirus effort by the media, the Emmy and award-winning 
Anthony Cuomo, the love gov. Do you love me? Do you really love me? Do you love me? Do you care? Well, frankly, in all honesty, uh, former governor, I really don't care. You made this a political issue all last year and into this year, the coronavirus. Your party has been despicable in using this virus as a wedge issue and a control issue. You didn't care how many businesses went under in the state of New York because you kept getting your paycheck. This is one of the things, and it burns me. Remember, I worked in government in helping the response to COVID-19. And I walked away from a very high-paying position because I recognized something was terribly wrong. I was very happy to be called out of retirement because back in February of 2020, what did we know? Not much. We had numbers coming out of the Imperial College, and based on those numbers, it was a very frightening prospect for the United States and the world. So, of course, you want to do the things you can do to help to prepare Now, in this particular case, I was working in a different state than where I have ever lived before, but the emergency manager in that state knew me very well. And like I said, I was proud to go work in dealing with the response to this new dangerous pandemic. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time looking for refrigerated trucks and generators. Why? For morgue space. Because, see, the Imperial College had come out with some numbers of what they anticipated the number of infections, hospital being hospitals just being overrun, and the number of people expected to die in the United States. And based upon the numbers that we had at the time, It was anticipated that by the summer of 2020, sometime maybe end of June, July, somewhere in that realm, we would have 3,000 people die in that county. And who knows how many beyond that in a second wave. Remember, they were predicting the first wave would end and it may or may not come back. These are the... This was the information we had way back in February. So those numbers were rather frightening to the county that I served. 3,000 people dying in just a few months' time. Remember, a county of that size would probably have, in a normal year, about 2,400 people die of all causes, from car accidents, diseases, natural causes, heart attacks, cancer, whatever. The implication was we're going to be adding an additional 3,000 in a short time on top of your regular numbers. People were scared where I worked at. Where do you put the bodies? Where do you put the overflow of those that are choking up the hospitals? And so we spent March and April and into May preparing for this huge onslaught. 
And remember, back in March, we had the 15 days to flatten the curve. Remember that? 15 days to flatten the curve. We're going to shut all the businesses down. No indoor dining. Only limited number of people allowed in the Walmarts. They had people out there in the front with their little counters to make sure there were not too many people in the Walmart at any given time. If you owned a small store, you were just in trouble. You had to shut down because, you know, we'll make it all work with Walmart, the liquor stores, gas stations, and Amazon and fast food places. I believe it's a third of local businesses. Many of them will never come back. And the more draconian the lockdowns were, the more bankrupt people became. But the reality is when you look at the entire year as a whole and you look at other countries that didn't lock down near as much as we did, we really didn't do any better except in destroying businesses and people's lives. So today we're still playing games with the magic mask. And and I'm always amazed and I'm troubled about how our media has been complicit in the lie on these ways of protecting each other. You remember on Monday's broadcast, we had, as my guest, I had Dr. Roger Hodkinson, and he made it very clear about the face mask. It is a false sense of security. Yet last year and this year, it's always been wear a mask, get tested, stay home, save lives. Yeah, wear a mask, get tested, stay home, save lives. I see people walking around outdoors near nobody wearing a face mask. Why? Because somehow the Dr. Fauci's of this world have said so many things about a face mask, nobody really knows what to believe, but somehow they have come to conclude that these two-for-a-dollar China-made I've got one in my hand right here. A little blue in the front, light blue, and it's like cotton or something and who knows what kind of particles in it. Little nose clip. The two for a dollar face mask. Made in China, I might add. Same place they made the vi- <laughs> same place they made the virus, China. This is supposed to be the magic thing to stop the virus. Sweden has proven they don't work. Other countries have proven the same thing. They absolutely, the kind of a mask that 90% of the people wear, or the little cloth cutie ones, you know, for kids, has superheroes and dinosaurs on them. They don't stop anything when it comes to a virus. They just don't. Study after study after study for 40 years concluded the same thing. And somehow, because Dr. Fauci thinks it's a good idea to wear two masks. I mean, why would you want to wear two masks? I often myself wear two masks. You know, in all honesty, there's a name out there that I have to agree with when it comes to what I call those that are very concerned about somebody wearing a mask. And somebody called them quite accurately mask covidians. Let me say that again. Mask covidians. 
we've gone into junk science and theater to respond to a deadly pathogen created in a lab in China that has all the earmarks of being played with by governments and partially funded by United States taxpayers. And nobody wants to address the origin of this virus and why we're having all of this response and why this huge rush to get the entire world vaccinated with an experimental concoction. This is one of the issues that I have. Why do we want to have everybody vaccinated with an experimental concoction? And of course, wasn't that many weeks ago back in uh, May and June to help people run down to their local pharmacy or Walmart or wherever the shots are given to hurry up and get a jab. Joe Biden offered you this little uh, carrot and stick. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Ah, yes, the mask was magic. It protected you from microscopic viruses. Tiny little things. A magic mask made you bulletproof. But if you got the vaccine, you could take off your mask. But if you didn't take the vaccine, you'd have to continue to wear the magic mask to keep safe whenever you're shopping. Whenever you're driving a car, I mean, I've seen people with goggles and gloves and a face mask by themselves in a car. The United States government, because of Dr. Fauci's gain-of-function playthings, and see, this is what bothers me. How many years has Dr. Fauci been around playing with AIDS? We're learning more and more that there were a lot of lies about AIDS that came out from him. And then all of a sudden, he is put in charge of the task force pretty much last year. I think that by the time we got into the summer of last year, a lot of people were recognizing this guy is just all over the road. Face masks don't do any good, he tells his friends in writing. We know that from the studies. Well, now it's a pol- now I remember when he said it is a political thing to show unity by wearing a face mask. That we're gonna we're gonna beat COVID together. You can do it. That I have Facebook wanting people to put these little picture frames around their picture of themselves on their profile, saying, I've been vaccinated, you get vaccinated too. The numbers that are out there, and, and this is one of the hardest things for many of you to deal with, and I have to, and it's hard to dig into. There is no doubt in my mind, and I think you would agree, having seen some of the nonsense of the past year, there is absolutely zero doubt in my mind. Zero. None. That we've been lied to over and over again by, by Dr. Fauci where this virus came from and why are we doing this rush on an experimental vaccine 
Who gets the money? That's one of the biggest questions that need to be asked. Who's going to make money out of this? Pfizer, who had to pay billions of dollars not that many years ago for fraud. They're getting all those billions back plus a lot more from the United States government to put that injection in your arm. So they have a vested interest. So does Moderna that never had a product out there until COVID-19. And all these companies that have been doing mRNA, that's your messenger RNA kind of technology. And then you have Dr. Malone that is sounding the warning alarm. This is not what we should be doing with my invention. This is the guy that came up with this. You know, if you wonder, what, what good is mRNA? Well, the idea was for people that have certain kinds of cancers and their body is incapable of fighting it off, a targeted MNRA to that person's body to help it would be a good thing. But this mass inoculation is troublesome. And as many doctors have said, Dr. McAuliffe is one that says it, Dr. Roger Hodkinson believes it, and others, that maybe it's the vaccinated people that are causing this huge uptick in these new variants. After all, we do know one thing. We know one thing for certain now. Back when they sold us on the idea of the vaccine being 95%, you know, efficacy rate or whatever they call it, at what? At doing what was it good at doing? Well, obviously, whatever benefit you get fades away in time. And I think they knew that last year, but they weren't about to tell you that after your two shots, you got to keep coming back and back and back forever. I mean, from Pfizer and Moderna's point of view and Johnson & Johnson, this is like pennies from heaven. I should say more like billions of dollars falling out of the sky into the coffers of these companies. Can you imagine being a company that would have access to billions of people having to take your product twice a year? There is an incentive to push this. And I really believe that I've mentioned this before. Delusion is something that is running rampant in our world today. We'll discuss that on the other side of the break. Why is it running rampant? And how do I tie all this together? Well, we know one thing. The assessment we've been making on this program, I'm not trying to take a bow and brag. I want to thank those that have helped me with the information to get it to you. And then I spend a little time to verify that I feel comfortable. I've always been careful to only give you information to which I feel comfortable in giving. I don't want to have to come on the radio once or twice a week walking back something that I said. I had a few people challenge me. I know I'm late for the break, but I had a few people challenge me saying, how do you know that Fauci did this? Or how do you know? How do you know he did gain a function? Obviously, he was using what they call weasel words to hide what they were doing. And this righteous indignation Senator Rand Paul, with all due respect, and then, you know, he just rattles off 
some weasel words, but the truth of the matter was the man has been playing with this stuff for decades. And for a long time, it was illegal, and they found a way to get around it. Don't do it yourself. Give the money to a university. Give the money to EcoHealth Alliance. And have the dirty work done elsewhere. Maybe in Canada. Yeah, there's a link there too. And also in Wuhan. Why would Dr. Fauci, Dr. Barrick, and the zoologist by the name of Peter Daszak, why would they be sending money and doing a project that also benefits the Chinese military. We'll talk about that in a moment. If you believe in the ministry, real quick, our mailing address, we're working on the website, by the way, so it's a mess. I'm going to tell you right now. It may take a week or so to get it all repaired. I'm trying to work on it myself, and time has been my enemy. The website address is truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. My direct email is bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. And if you can help us with the airtime bill, you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and send it to 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, number 263. We are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 305 Three, seven. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Did you know that God wants you to celebrate a mixed-up New Year? That's right. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to love. Now, today we continue delving into the mysteries of the Feast of Trumpets. You've heard of it. Rosh Hashanah, right? Wrong. You see, Rosh Hashanah doesn't mean the Feast of Trumpets. It means head of the year, the new year. So Rosh Hashanah is known as the Jewish New Year. And Jewish people greet each other on Rosh Hashanah saying, L'shana Tova, Happy New Year. There's only one problem. The Feast of Trumpets takes place in the seventh month of the Jewish year. The seventh month. That's a strange place to put a New Year's celebration. How did it happen? Well, God mixed it up. In Exodus 12, he made the old seventh month the new new year, and the old new year is the new seventh month. Why? Well, God wants his people to learn the secret of celebrating at the wrong time. You see, when you're persecuted, the Bible says you need to celebrate and leave for joy. When you're weak, you need to celebrate his strength. When you're poor, you need to celebrate his riches. When you're alone, you need to celebrate his fellowship. When you're in bondage or when you're in trouble, when you're rejected... Then you celebrate his freedom and his peace and his love. And in the face of endings and death, you're to celebrate his life and his new beginning. Learn the secret of Rosh Hashanah, celebrating the mixed up new year. Don't wait for the right time to celebrate. Celebrate and it will become the right time. Don't wait to have the blessings to celebrate. Celebrate and you will have the blessings. You want a reason to celebrate? celebrate and you'll have it celebrate today why because it's exactly the wrong time and that's the time to celebrate happy new year my friend 
Want more? Ask for the Mixed Up New Year. Now the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel, better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. So easy. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at Box 1111 in Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Ravinu, our teacher. to part two of Truth to Ponder. It is a Wednesday. I'm glad so many of you are with us each and every day. You honor me with your emails, your correspondence, and you encourage me on a daily basis. I can't begin to thank you enough. A couple of program notes. I'm working on some stuff for tomorrow and Friday. And I have a special guest that I'm working on getting on the program for both tomorrow on one topic and then a different topic for Friday. And it's someone that many of you will remember being on this program before. We're trying to get it worked out later for today. So keep that in your prayers as we try to get this program put together for the Thursday and Friday editions. I was thinking, we talked in the first half of the program today, a little bit longer than I expected, but I wanted to establish some of the narrative that we see. And those of you who are regular listeners to this radio program and podcast know where we stand on a lot of these particular issues. There's all kind of speculation you can find in blogs, online magazines, even some other podcast and radio shows, much of which I don't fully agree there's even differing opinion among many enlightened and well-knowledgeable doctors about the vaccine. Now, the numbers they try to get us to fully believe are numbers that I can't believe. And I'll explain why. Number one, the CDC has been less than honest, particularly during these recent months. I can remember when the CDC was an organization that was held in the highest regard by many, many people, myself included. I can remember as a young radio guy doing news for a while in Atlanta, actually covering stories at the CDC. Quite an impressive outfit at the time. But I believe the CDC's integrity has long been compromised by politics. 
no doubt about it in my mind. Totally compromised by politics. About a year or two years ago, about two years ago now, before the pandemic, and even prior to that, President Trump at the time was trying to reduce some of the funding going to the CDC. Now, on the surface to somebody saying, well, why would you want to cut back on money for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta? Why would you want to cut money away from disease prevention? Very simple, because the CDC has many employees that go far beyond the reach of disease and prevention. They deal very heavily in politics. Let me say that again. They have many people on staff that have no background in medicine, but they have, and they have no background in science except for political science. The CDC, like many organizations and agencies developed in the United States, as they grow bigger, they develop a layer of fat called bureaucrats that are politicians, and their job is to keep a certain line of politics going and the money flowing. And trust me, the EPA, the CDC, all of them may have these wonderful, laudable mission statements. But deep inside those office buildings are a bunch of politicians. Many who have an allegiance to one party over the other and they don't care if they use their job in some way or their agency to promote a political cause. For example, the CDC is deeply concerned about gun control. It's deeply concerned about climate change. It's deeply concerned with racial diversity. How about you focus on diseases, viruses, pandemics, instead of politics? The CDC, I remember when they sent a guideline out. I was still working in emergency management, as I mentioned during the prior segment. This memo comes out. I think it was March the 24th. We've talked, I've mentioned this before. The new method for coding deaths. For those that had to do that at your county or city level, whatever the case may be. How do you determine a coronavirus death? Well, you didn't need testing. No longer required. Okay, so you can have symptoms. Maybe they're coughing. Maybe they have pneumonia-like symptoms. Maybe they had a fever. Suddenly, they become COVID deaths. And that got you know expanded to, well, they had a positive test somewhere in the last couple of months. Becomes a COVID death. And I can't repeat the exact language, but I can remember this one doctor back in March of 2020 saying this is going to make every you-know-what death a corona death. It's easy to manipulate and push up the number. There's also an incentive. Remember I quoted what one of my friends shared with me to remind me when it comes to vaccines, this virus, and a lot of things attached to it. The love of money is the root of all evil. If you're a hospital and you have a Medicare patient, 
which many people over 65 pretty much are, there's kind of a negotiated price on certain things. And let's say you come in there with the seasonal flu or something, or you you come down with a bacterial pneumonia. Well, they're going to pay X number of dollars, maybe around $11,000, $12,000 for your little stay, and if you die. But if it became corona, there was like a $33,000 bonus. Now, let's go back to March of last year. 15 days to flatten the curve that became 150 days, which became 500 days. A lot of hospitals sent a lot of their staff home because there were no elective surgeries. There were a lot of knee replacements that were put off. A lot of things got put off. A lot of cancer patients that should have been seen were not seen and died. So hospitals had entire floors in many cities that I know of firsthand that shut down entire floors and wings. And they worked with this skeleton crew. They could bring back more to deal with the coronavirus surge that in many hospitals never fully occurred. It simply didn't happen. And here we are a year and a half later. First there's a face mask, now there's no face mask, now there's a face mask again, and we got to get vaccinated. Um, Everybody who wants to get it needs to get it. And now increasingly it becomes vaccine passports. Do you want to come to a ball game? You must be vaccinated. Do you want to come eventually shop in your grocery store? You must show proof of vaccination. The One World Order wants to have a digital ID on every human being on the planet. Now, there's a lot of people that have their thoughts of what is going on in the world, and some of them may have some merit. But sometimes the simplest explanation to anything is your best. Now, you know, I've talked about the 5G boogeyman. You know, and I've, I've had everybody tell me that, yeah, but they, they turn on the 5G and it turns on COVID and nanobots. You don't even know what you're talking about. Please don't insult my intelligence as a licensed broadcast engineer about what you think 5G is or isn't. Verizon is not putting in towers to control your brain. The stuff I'll do a whole program. I'm going to bring another engineer on. We, we need to cover this because it's one of those things that gets pushed out there, just like QAnon was, to embarrass Trump supporters. The QAnon stuff never occurred, never happened. It all fell apart. It's one of those things that you can sucker people into believing. And if you're not technically minded, it's easy to fall for. I get it. I understand. The only danger I see with 5G is how fast it's going to move that digital data around when you go shopping, when you go from place to place in a major city. Don't look for 5G covering the open spaces anytime soon. It's not technically feasible. It doesn't cover a long distance. It's flea power. A lot of misunderstanding about it. It's the data that can be moved at incredible speeds. That concerns me. Let's go back to the Patriot Act. Remember that? 2001, the attacks on New York, 
D.C. and the plane that dropped into the field in Pennsylvania. The Patriot Act. We need to be safe and secure. And so what we ended up getting was a bill that started eroding our freedoms and gave us the TSA. Take off your shoes. You don't have to take off yours, but you take off your shoes. Grandma in the wheelchair. Yeah, you might be a suicide bomber. I mean, we went to the point of being ridiculous because of, you know, our we, we have to be enlightened. Can't profile people on their looks and backgrounds. I don't know a whole lot of Presbyterian women in their 80s that are suicide bombers. Do you? Or Methodist or, or Lutheran or, or Baptist. I don't know many of them as being suicide bombers. But some of those young guys in their 30s from the Middle East might. But we can't use common sense and reason. And so all of a sudden our banking becomes more suspicious. You've got bills out there that want to really analyze any business that has more than $600 in their bank account. Why? They want to have your credit history, your purchase history, and your medical history all wrapped up together. And to me, the danger of the vaccines, there's a couple of dangers. Danger number one, it forces compliance to get that passport. And when you have companies like Experian and, and, and all these others that are getting involved in the process, it won't take long to link your medical records, your financial records, your banking records, your birth date, your criminal record, and everything into one happy digital ID that you need to present to do most anything in the world. And of course, they'll say cash is no good. Cash can carry a virus or some other nonsense. There's a coin shortage. Use your card. They're trying to get everybody used to using their cards. So people that normally prefer to pay in cash are forced to use a card. And ultimately, that'll be tied to your digital ID. I can see that happening. That's where 5G comes into play. It makes it easy to move those transactions at the speed of light and back. Artificial intelligence computers that begin to then analyze your shopping habits. Oh, this person goes to one of those fundamentalist churches and he wants to give money to this preacher that supported Trump. He might be an insurrectionist preacher out there. This is where we're heading toward. That is the real danger. Then the other danger that nobody wants to talk about are the unknown long-term effects of these concoctions that they call a vaccine. These messenger RNA concoctions that have your body produce what is actually a toxic spike protein. We don't know the three and five years because we've not had three or five years in testing. We know we've had some testing, and as soon as they could, they vaccinated the entire control group as well. So now you have no comparison of the two groups any longer. They're gone. Are they afraid of something? 
Are they afraid there may be a higher number of people that will become ill down the road from these concoctions? How are they going to hide the numbers? I'm sure they'll find a way. They always seem to. And then we have a dual standard now on how we count COVID cases. See, cases are one thing. Hospitalizations, severe illness and death are another. I think Dr. Roger Hodkinson really summed it up quite well on Monday when he talked about these PCR tests that have been the only standard we've been using since the very beginning. And they're looking for viral information, not necessarily COVID, COVID type, whatever, common cold. And once amplified one too many times by doubling and doubling and doubling, you get some sheer nonsense that may look like a positive test in an otherwise healthy individual. Thus, we had all this asymptomatic spread. Put on your mask. Remember that? Oh, you may have a really bad case of COVID. You just have no symptoms. You're not coughing. You have no fever. You're not sneezing. But you've got COVID. The test said so. So put on your mask so you don't, you know, put on that two for a dollar. I got it in my hand here, my little stupid mask. Put on your two for a dollar mask to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And now the world wants us to get vaccinated. And because these vaccinations seem to not do anything like they claimed, you remember? Let's go back to December. Come on in and get your jab as soon as you're eligible. Get the 75-year-olds and up first, then those that are 65 and above, and now the whole world, and now they want to do kids. They want to pass laws so your kids can get it without your consent under the age of 15 or 16, depending. And Fauci wants to vaccinate newborn babies with this garbage. I think Fauci's trying to cover his tracks and a couple of other things because of his involvement with gain of threat, gain of function, viruses, coronaviruses. Yeah, many of them come from bats or similar animals. But these have been played with, with a very unique spike protein that seems to attract itself and make humans sicker than they normally would. The sequencing seems to be too advanced for a natural occurrence. That, my friend, troubles many people, including yours truly. So we have this spike protein, and people with the vaccine end up catching the virus. And maybe their symptoms are suppressed. They don't feel very sick at all. But these viruses, as they occur in nature, begin to modify to work around what little immunity these vaccines are giving, and then you get a variant. And many people that I read and listen to make totally logical sense that the Delta variant may have been produced by people that have been vaccinated. And now this variant can elude the vaccine. And we're really not sure. Now, once again, a couple of things to note. If you come to a hospital 
and you say you are vaccinated and they can prove it, well, they don't assume you to have COVID even if you have COVID symptoms. Sometimes even if you get very sick. Oh, it had to be bacterial pneumonia. It's old age. They don't want to compromise the vaccine stats. However, and also, by the way, the PCR test is run at a much lower threshold, really low, so even if you do have it, it may not even show. On the other hand, if you are unvaccinated, they run the cycle threshold way up, and it's going to make false positives the norm rather than the exception. And so suddenly, the unvaccinated are in there with some issue, and they die in the hospital of anything. It's a COVID death. We know last year we had car wrecks and gunshot wounds included in the COVID death count. And so trying to get the accurate numbers, and I've been working on that, it's not easy to do. Tomorrow's program, we're going to talk about the the cult of COVID and the theology of a virus. And it's an episode I think you really need to hear because the body of Christ needs to be fully aware of the things that we are now facing. People talk about, when is it going to get back to normal? I'm asked that question all the time. When when is it going to get back to normal? I've got a simple answer. The word is never. It is never going to go back to normal. We're not going to fix it in 2022 with the House and the Senate. We're not going to fix it by getting a different president. The evil that inhabits this earth, the demons that inhabit this earth, the Satanists that want to rule this earth are not going to give up just because of a change in the House and the Senate. Go back to 2016 when Republicans had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. The House stabbed the president in the back more times than not. I don't trust any of them. Very, very few that are in office today do I trust. They become a part of the good cop, bad cop mentality of Washington, D.C., to make you feel comfortable in voting for them again and again and again. So tomorrow, we're going to get into that. If you believe in our ministry, visit the website. It's under construction right now, but we're trying to make some changes. If you believe in the ministry, would you consider helping us with a financial gift to cover the airtime bill? God is opening up some doors I don't want to miss, and if you'll help, I'd appreciate it. Mailing address is 2121 Berkshire Lane, number 263. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. We are located in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you is my most sincerest prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com.
www.truthtoponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.